When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So we've looked at Melbourne, we've looked at less sports, we've looked at less hubs, we've looked at every conceivable option. All of them are far in excess of the $2.6 billion that's been budgeted, so all of them represent more cost than there is benefit. And on that basis, none of those options stack up, and we're not going to be hosting the Games in 2026. Victorian Premier Dan Andrews gives the reasons for Victoria pulling out of the hosting of the 2026 Commonwealth Games. It's a, a big decision, has big ramifications. To talk us through some of them, an old friend of mine, the Herald Sun's athletics writer, Scotty Gullen, joins us on the show. Scotty, welcome. Hello, Duff. Pleasure to be with you. Mate, what has happened here? How did $2.6 billion become 6 to $7 billion? Well, I think that's a bit of political spin and convenient for Dan Andrews to throw that around. But, um, look, originally it was a feasibility study said, oh, let's do this in 2034. But Andrews drove it a bit quicker for votes, etc. last year. And now the federal government hasn't come to the party. The councils are also going to have to put up a lot of money in country areas. And it's all just got too hard, which is very sad. I mean, will the Commonwealth Games survive from this? Uh, unless Sydney's murmur, Sydney might take it up, but unless someone jumps in, that could be the end of the Commonwealth Games. That would be sad, I think. I know we, we laugh about it and we call it the school sports and everyone gets a medal and all that sort of thing, but it is an important part of the four-year cycle for athletes as well, isn't it? What, what does it mean to them, do you think? Oh, it's a disaster. I mean, first of all, sports like hockey and squash... I'm uh, not hockey. I mean, netball and squash are only in the Commonwealth Games, not Olympics. So netball, which is copying it all over the place at the moment, that's another blow. But what it does, it's been a great breeding ground for superstars. Kathy Freeman, relay runner in Auckland, 1990. She was 16. Thorpey was 15 in 1980. Kyle won heaps of gold, and look what he did at Sydney. It's always been used as a great stepping stone, a taste of the big time for the superstars to then go better at the Olympics. And it's been so important. Like, there are world championships in the major sports of track and field and swimming. They're they're every two years. But now there's this big gap. And I worry about people staying in the sports stuff. You know, we know that football, cricket, basketball have better pathways for people who want to, you know, throw a javelin or something. And maybe it's, like, too hard. I mean, what have I got to aim for? There's nothing there in that gap now. Have you spoken to any of these sports about what they will do if there is no one stepping into the breach here? No, no, they're all in shock down here. I mean, the <laughs> Commonwealth Games Association is about to speak in an hour. They're, I think they're going to try and say we're going to save it. But Birmingham last year, they came in last minute over in England because South Africa and others said, oh, we're going to do it. But then, you know, the cost. So it's it's been hanging by a thread, this wonderful event that started back in 1930 as the Empire Games. And yes, it's only Commonwealth Nations, but there's some amazing, you know, you were here in Melbourne 2006. There's some incredible legacy from this event. But I fear, unless Sydney are ready right now, it's going to be in trouble. 
Yeah, there's so many venues that have got to be – there's so much infrastructure that's got to be done around this, isn't there? Often these things are used, Scotty, to trigger the building of infrastructure. So is it also a missed opportunity as well as, um, as, well as the, the, the chaos it causes? Yeah, definitely. I mean, Dan Andrews is saying, still saying some of the things he promised, like infrastructure in Ballarat for a stadium, they're still going to follow through with that, which is interesting, but that's playing politics. But I think, like, the 2018 Gold Coast Games, that showed Queensland could have a major event. I've got no doubt that helped in the Brisbane Olympic bid. So there are... You do this event, you build extra stadiums, which is great for the community. You build infrastructure which works. And often the, the housing for the athletes turns into housing for, you know, homeless people. Like there are many spin-offs. The only issue here, I clearly, is the federal government's not chipping in. The state government doesn't want to throw gazillions of money. And it's easy for politicians. They just say, oh, I'd rather put that into hospital. It's an easy out. But um, i to run it on 500 grand a year. Like there were still things happening only a couple of months ago, but... It's a massive blow for sport in general in Australia. Statement from the Commonwealth Games Federation said the reasons given are financial. The numbers quoted to us today of $6 billion are 50% more than those advised to the organising committee board at its meeting in June. That's a hell of an escalation in one month, Scott. <laughs> is that Dan Andrews is happily piled on here. I think it's... And he's just going, all right, let's just cop a bit of raft for a few days and I'll spin the numbers, which he's been known to do, and we'll just move on quickly and save ourselves some cash. It's, he doesn't care about the event. It was a good idea, a good concept, but they've rushed it and it's paid the price. Is there any? You mentioned Sydney as one chance. Is there any indication? South Australia appear to be a very proactive government at the moment. Is there any chance that someone like Adelaide might step up to the breach or um, any other states you believe would be at all interested in doing this? Well, yeah, you know, like Adelaide's Premier's a real go-getter. He's rejuvenated that state and them taking something back off Victoria, they quite enjoy it. The mail out of Sydney is there's murmurings in the right places that, oh, well, we've sort of, we've built a few new stadiums. We're, we're okay stadia-wise. And they're, they're the, they'd be the chance if anyone's going to hop in. I think it's Sydney, but oh, I don't know. It, it's, it's a big commitment. Three years to plan it. Mm, good luck. What's your mail on how Brisbane is progressing in getting themselves ready for their Olympic Games? Well, they've started to get key positions and I think they're... I mean, the Gabba's the big thing there. What do they do with the Gabba? But I think, like I mentioned, the Gold Coast, there's infrastructure already in place. I think they've released a statement saying this isn't impacting us. You know, don't, don't throw us in the mix with this sort of going sideways. So they're very confident that they're going to keep rolling and uh, it'll happen in 2032. Of course, the all-important question at the back end of this interview, Scotty, you're a mad Bulldog supporter. How are the doggies travelling and uh, where will they finish at the end of the home and away round? <laughs> oh, they keep losing, Mark, which is uh, frustrating. I think they'll make the eight and, you know, if they get a few people back, Liam Jones is crucial. They're capable of beating anyone on their day. Have they put it together enough this year? No. They were a bit unlucky the other night. 
Oh, they can afford no more slip-ups, but I think they're travelling better than a couple other teams in the eight. They're certainly travelling better than a couple of teams over here, Scott. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that. Mate, I wasn't going to go there, Mark, out of respect. I took you there anyway. Thanks for joining <laughs> us on the show, Scott. Uh, look forward to talking to you again soon, and uh, and thanks for your insights into how this has occurred with the Commonwealth Games. Pleasure, Duff, any Scotty Gullen, great writer, of course. He's uh, the person who wrote the Cathy Freeman book, uh, covered her great exploits and uh, a, a very good man to boot. What do you think? You can have your say on the temper at Bedshed text line on 0487 736 736. You can call us on the open line on 13 12 55. We're coming to you thanks to Isuzu Ute. You can live your own way in the Isuzu D-Max, and we'll be back with more of the show after the break.